Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Step Forward. We're so, so glad you're listening and that you're here with us in our hearts. Um, today we're going to be talking about change and how that has looked like for us in college and just in life and how we've dealt with it and what we've learned and how God has moved through that or maybe we haven't felt him. The options are endless. So, (laughs) um, who wants to start? Well, I guess I can start. (laughs) Go Maggie. Maggie, (laughs) Since you guys are both looking at me. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Well, we just thought about it because we know that you are in a deep season of change right now. Yes, um, for sure. With your family. Yes. Yeah, like this is not something that has just been in the past for you. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Like change is something that you're facing right now, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe, I don't know. Do you want to just share with us? No. Yeah. Um, I hate change. (laughs) If I'm being honest, like I was thinking about it and like, I'm not even kidding. Every single birthday I cry my eyes out, like every single time, no matter like how hard I try not to relatable I think it's just hard like because change means like there's some type of growth going on in your life and I think the pains of that can be really challenging sometimes of like exiting something that you maybe love like a season that you really mm-hmm. enjoyed or something and like entering something new that you don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen or what's going to go on mm-hmm. so changes can be really really tough and um I think for myself, something that I've noticed, like when I do go through change is the first week of it, I absolutely hate it. (laughs) Like, so when I got to college, hated it. Like the first couple of weeks when I went to Italy for a year, I was like, why am I here? Why did I put myself in this situation? Cried myself to sleep. Like both summers when I've gone to camp, literally despised it. Just been like why like what the heck you know what I mean why did I do this but I think the other thing that I've noticed is in those moments have changed and this is crazy because when I was like nine my parents took me and my brothers on a mission trip to Fiji and that was the very first time I ever heard the song like this is my desire like this is my desire to honor you like lord I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone that was the very first time I've ever heard that song which I think that's what it's called, but my desire, I think that's, anyways, um, that was the very first time I've ever heard that song, and I'm not even kidding, like, in every new season ever that I've, like, entered into, like, that song has been played out of Vespers, Mm -hmm. like, Mm. at, yeah, literally every single time, and I think that's just Dodd's way of saying, like, Maggie, I know it's hard. I know you really hate it right now, but, like, you're gonna get through this, and I would say my biggest piece of advice for entering a season of change is allowing yourself to sit in the, like, discomfort of it, you know, like, allow yourself to hate it for a week just be like you know what I'm probably not gonna like this and it's okay like I don't think you have to go into everything like super super energized for it especially if it's something hard you know Mm -hmm. like like for my family like yeah they're moving am I super excited for them to move no not necessarily but do I think it will be a good thing yes and I think that like and that's one thing that like one of my professors said recently, he said, nothing good in life comes without some type of tension. Hmm. And I think like acknowledging that there's going to be some type of tension, like within change, like, does it make it super hard? Yes. 
but does it like make you more appreciative for like the good that's gonna come mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. so yeah wow thanks for sharing yeah I think hmm <laughs> when you ask me to share about my journey of change I there are a lot of emotions that I start to feel just even thinking back to seasons of change in my life and similar to you Maggie a lot of change in my life has been I think my first encounter with change as a little kid was moving Um, Maggie and I have something in similar well are we all PKs no I'm not no okay Maggie and I are pastor's kids and if you are pastor's kid you know that um there's a lot of moving around that happens when you're a pastor's kid. And, um, I think that's similar to a lot of people's experiences though. Like their first encounter with change is moving. Um, Mm. and it's your first experience of my life being all of this that I know to now it's something completely new that I have never experienced before. And I don't know anyone and I don't know how to even get to the grocery store, who my friends are going to be or, all of the things. Um, and so I think that was my first encounter with change was moving as a kid. Um, and then high school years, um, high school years, oh mercy, they're a wild ride. Um, but then towards the end of my high school journey, um, I think a season of change that really sticks out to me is that transition from graduating high school into college. And, I remember graduating high school, like day of graduation, and after walking and getting my diploma, um, I remember kind of thinking like, now what, God? All of the people that, um, I didn't go to the same college as all of my friends, like we all split into different colleges, um, and I no longer was involved in all of the ministry things that I was, you know, Mm. I didn't, I wasn't leading worship at my church anymore. Um, I knew I was going to be moving to a college somewhere, which ended up being Tennessee, which is completely on the other side of the United States because I'm from the West Coast. um, And now I'm in Tennessee. And so I just remember sitting with God saying, now what? Like all of the things that I thought defined who I was Mm -hmm. are no longer a part of my life. And um, it seemed like it just continued to amplify as I got to college um, because I'm a little unique in that I wasn't the... um, classic high school kid in that I played sports. Um, they were fun, but it was never my main thing. Um, a lot of my activities that I loved and hobbies that I did were outside of that. Like I love anything outdoors. Um, I owned horses at the time. I, um, I love riding dirt bikes and mountain bikes and all the things. Um, but all of the things that I loved were non-transferable to college, if that makes sense. And so not only did I leave all of my friends in high school, I left all of like the hobbies that I thought made me who I was. And I got to college and I remember thinking, I think I know who Katie is deep down, but with all of this change, I don't know that I know who Katie is now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think looking back on it, it was probably God taking me through a journey of saying, Katie, you don't realize it, but you are defining who you are by the things that you do and the circumstances that you are surrounded by. Um, And so Mm -hmm. when all of that was stripped away from me, it was almost like I was forced to sit with Jesus Mm -hmm. as Katie stripped down to her core. 
Like I, I had to come to Jesus that freshman year of college. I went through a breakup too, which was just like a little cherry on top (laughs) Um, of where I remember sitting with Jesus saying everything that I used to know or that I thought was Katie is no longer a part of my life. Um, Not in that I don't love that season of life that I just came from, but it's no longer a part of my life. So who am I now? Like Mm -hmm. the, the Katie that people used to know was defined by a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the hobbies I did, a lot of the people I hung out with and now I don't have any of that. So who is Katie? Who are people going to know Katie to be? Um, and I think I'm not this, I'm not a well of wisdom, but the main thing that I think I've learned from my seasons of change have been the fact that everything changes and you can never bank Hmm. on anything staying the same except for your relationship with God. And I, maybe that sounds a little cheesy, but I truly got to that point where I realized, like I went through a list in my journal of things (laughs) that, that, you know, you kind of do the, the talk it through in your head. And I remember thinking, okay, well my hobbies might change, but you know, at least my family is going to be the same false family can change. Um, my family ended up moving just like yours, Maggie. Um, and so now home is not even my childhood home anymore. And my siblings are growing and changing. And that dynamic of coming home after college to your family is different as a college kid now. And so then I'd be like, okay, well maybe family could change, but, um, at least the friends that I have will never change. Well, you're going to go through seasons of friendship and all of this is good, but it's all, so changing and I think staring at that was terrifying at the beginning where I just slowly started realizing everything could change and I remember getting to the very list end of the list in my journal and I just wrote God and the verse came to my mind that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever and I just remember feeling this sense of peace that everything can change and will change and there's nothing that you can bank on staying exactly the same because we are passing through this world but I remember getting to a place where I just realized okay I think that's what God's trying to teach me in these seasons of change is that who I serve and who loves me stays the same and so I can bank on that and I think it takes you from living a life full of fluid chaos to a deep sense of grounding in who God is. And when you have that, you start to learn who Katie is and who you are in the middle of that. Like, I think I started realizing, oh, Katie is more than just what she does or what she's good at or the things that I thought defined my life. Like, and even the ministries that even, even the ministries you're a part of can accidentally become your identity where you are serving God in this way, or these are your friends and you start to fall into the trap of that being your identity. And when all of that is stripped away in seasons of change, um, I don't know, it's hard to sit with, but by the end of it, you know that, God is truly where you will find your identity. If you are looking for yourself, try spending some time with Jesus because you will find yourself in him. Yeah. And 
the deepest, truest version of yourself you will find in him. And I think I, it's so funny that the reason we were talking about this topic of change is because it's not just something we talk about the things that happened to us in the past, because those are (laughs) things that we've processed. Um, But there's things in the now that are seasons of change that we haven't fully processed. Um, And I'll just be raw and vulnerable that I'm staring at a student mission year next year. Um, that is completely full of change. I mean, my life is going to go from being able to be with all of you guys in a college environment and all of the fun things. I mean, an American life in the United States to I'm going to be in the hot desert of Africa next year (laughs) with a different language, a different culture, different people, a different lifestyle, different food, different living situation. Like there is nothing that will stay the same Mm -hmm. from my season of life now to where I'll be this time next year. And at first thought, that's terrifying. But I remember I sat in David Wolf's office, which is one of my good friends um, and mentors a couple days ago. And I just said, I had this realization, David, though, that even though there is nothing that will be the same, who I'm serving and the reason I do what I do is going to stay the same. And the person that has supported me the last how many years is going to be the same person that's supporting me over there, and that's God. And because of that, everything is going to stay the same at the same time. Does that make sense? So I don't know. I just, I don't have all the answers to change. I hate it. Uh, being honest with you, I used to think that I was just the kid that everything washed off my back. <laughs> and then coming into college where even every semester is different. Who you see right. is different. Um, right. yeah. The classes you're taking are different. Schedules. Yeah, literally everything yeah. changes so quickly semester to semester. And at the same time learning that you can be grounded in peace and who you are in God throughout all of that is the greatest blessing ever because it gives you the ability to say everything can change um and yet everything can stay the same at the same time if that makes sense yeah Yeah. i don't know jerica do you want (laughs) to that's my journey with change i have i feel like that makes it feel like i've come to like and that's everything that i've learned about change (laughs) ta-da i'm done (laughs) no i know there's so much that i'm gonna learn and grow and continue to learn in the future with change because I struggle with it every day but I think those are the snippets of truth that God has slowly been revealing through the different seasons of change that he's taken me through so I don't know do you relate or tell, I, tell us about your I journey I so Jerica. relate like one thing before I talk about my journey is like when you were describing how you just kind of refocus God never changes that's that's what you hold on to because everything Mm -hmm. else in your life changes it like a visual popped into my head it's like where you're just looking at surface level like all the things around Mm -hmm. you that I guess kind of make up your identity and like your personality and the characteristics but like God is like that north star right Mm -hmm. just leading us but and and I struggle with that too it's like you get so consumed with um the environment that you're in, the people that you're around, your schedules, your school. And it's like, just refocus, recenter, because that, that will never change. Um, I don't know for me, change, like, 
I haven't experienced a lot of it. Like we did, my family did move from Alaska to Southern Oregon when I was seven. Pause. I had no idea you lived in Alaska. <laughs> That's so Yeah, cool. I lived there for the first seven years of my life. Um, and it was great. I loved it. And I remember feeling like, oh, all my friends are gone. We're moving to Oregon. Like I, what is this <laughs> state, you know? Um, and then we've been there for the last 15 years and, um, like I went, I changed high schools halfway through. I did my first two years of high school at this non-denominational school. Oh, wait, actually that is a really big season of change. Cause I went from this really small Adventist private school where there was four people in my grade, including me to this non-denominational school that had football and dances <laughs> and like sports and homecoming and like all these things that I had never been, you know, used to. So going into that year, I was so painfully shy, like so reserved, like terrified, like a little mouse. And then my sophomore year, I realized that I wanted something bigger for my life and in an environment where I had people that believed similar things to me. Um, and so then I transferred to Monterey Bay Academy and that was so amazing. Like it was a change that I knew I needed and yes, I was nervous for it. And I think that's kind of been the theme for my life is like I encounter change because I'm the one that necessarily says like, I need this change. Mm-hmm. And so with that comes nervous feelings and anxiety, of course. Interesting. So you're someone that you have had to seek change out for yourself. Like yeah. the, yeah. so for Maggie and I, the change has been forced on us yeah. because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And for you, it was like you had to choose change, Yeah, which is so interesting because very- <laughs> evidently, Evidently, change isn't all bad if it's something that you eventually felt like you needed in your life and ended yeah. up seeking it out. Like, tell us about your journey with realizing you needed change. Like, oh. why, why do you feel like you needed change and why did you seek that out? Well, I think in each um, situation, it's always been a different reason. So transferring high schools was a more competitive um, education and like people with like faith. Um, and, and independence from home. Like I knew I needed to just spread my wings and fly. And then like one of the bigger, another notable change that just happened like within the last two years is deciding to go to Italy. Mm. And to this day, looking back, I really do not know what planted that seed into my head and what was like, okay, Jerka, take it, go. This is something that you want. I just knew that I wanted to go and to experience something new. And um, I had done two years of college at Walla Walla University, and I was like, I need something different. And um, I, at that point, like, I didn't know anyone that was going with me. And, of course, I found out later that, you know, several of my other friends were going, and then I, of course, meet everyone there. But that was so crazy, and I flew over by myself. And I think, like... One thing about me is I'm very, very independent and I love to experience new things. Hmm. But sometimes like you guys were saying, when it's put upon you and it's not your choice, it's so hard. 
Um, and then transferring to Southern was also like, holy cow, I need change. Like I I need a change. Um, I, I want to experience something new before I graduate because college has gone by so fast. And one question I asked myself was, Jericho, what are you going to regret in six months? Are you going to regret not taking the chance to go to Southern and like make new friends and have new experiences? Or are you going to regret um, not staying in the place that you knew and that you know so well with the friends that you've already built? And so, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like Katie said, I'm not a well of wisdom, but I think something that um, I've learned is when something's just sitting on your heart, ask yourself that question, what am I going to regret in a certain amount of time? And also, like, if it's just sitting with you and sitting with you, press into it. I know I've mm. like, already said that. But um, there's confidence in hope and in faith of Jesus that he will walk with you, right? Like he's not going to change. He's going with you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't think, I don't know. I I don't think change is a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but there are moments. It's more like not necessarily environmental moving changes or moving scenery. It's like maybe stuff that affects my personal life. I don't know if that makes sense. I can't describe it very well. But like in the next couple of years, my life is going to change drastically. You know, like I'm going to graduate college, go into grad school, hopefully get married. Like those are things that are mind boggling to me. Huge. <laughs> Huge changes. And I've had to mourn. I, I, I will be honest. I've had to mourn the loss of the West Coast, I think, yeah. in coming to College Dale. <clears throat> I do not regret my decision looking back seven months later. I don't regret it at all. I think this has been such a blessed experience. And if I hadn't come, I wouldn't have been able to have this opportunity with you right, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think like the thought of many life changes happening in a place that I never thought they would yeah. <laughs> is like crazy. And so many miles away. So <laughs> many miles away. Yeah. Like, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. It's a blessing and a curse, but ultimately what we must remember is that God walks with us every single way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that will never change. And I think remembering that he holds all of your chapters yeah. mm. is so precious so too. Beautiful. Because for me, I think sometimes when you're dealing with change, everyone tells you, well, that season of your life is closed now. Don't be afraid to jump into the next chapter. Like, turn the page, Ugh, turn, turn a, a new, new leaf, leaf right? Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know why, but in my head, I I mourn that way of looking at change because my heart says, "Well, I, I don't want to forget yeah. the last season mm-hmm. or the last chapter right. because sometimes there are seasons that are just so preciously sweet." That oh, you yes. you mourn having to move into the next chapter. And at the same time, I think there are chapters where you are so glad you're turning mm. a new page, yeah. and diving into right. a nap- new chapter, and you, you yeah. don't want to think about that old chapter at all. And I would argue that both of those are not great ways to go about it, either mm. clinging on to it or wanting to never think about it again. 
I, what has helped me is going to God and saying, will you hold these chapters for me? Mm -hmm. Like, will you hold the book of my life? Right. And literally the Bible says he does like Mm -hmm. the book of life in heaven where he writes our stories and he writes our name. Um, I think it allows you to say that those past chapters are precious and to trust that God will remember them for you. Um, Hmm. I think I have fears of, I don't want to let go of this past chapter because Mm. I don't want to forget about it. I I don't want to, is me closing the chapter, Mm, me throwing this season of life away and never remembering it again. And I don't, I don't think that that's the case. Like, I think Jesus wants to say, I hold you, I hold your book, your journey of life. I hold your past chapters, the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. the hard and the easy. And I don't know. It's almost like God becomes this well that you can dive into. And in moments where I um, miss something, I'm able to come back to God and say, like, my heart is grieving this chapter. And you know, in a book, like when you're reading, sometimes you're like, oh man, I forgot what happened in that other chapter. Let me flip back to it really quick Mm -hmm. and see it. And it's almost like you can do that through God in your own life where you are able to see God's face and flip back to the old chapter and just think, wow, God, look at how you moved. Or, Mm -hmm. um, what's the verse that we, we have nothing, or I think it's Ellen White that says we have nothing to fear for the future, except that we forget what um, God has done done in the past. Yeah. Yeah, And I just think about that, that God allows you to do that in him where you, if you are grieving a season that you've come from and had to close that chapter, you can go back to God and say, Hey, can we like go down memory lane really quick? And can you remind me of how good you have been to me in the, in the past? Mm -hmm. And I think that gives you the the strength to come back to the page that you're on and to continue writing and to flip the page to the next chapter as well. And yeah, I guess I just would say to whoever is listening to this, and if you're in a season of of change and being scared of saying goodbye to a chapter, you aren't saying goodbye to chapters. You're just placing them in God's hands and allowing him to lead you into the next one. Like he right. will hold he will hold your identity. He will hold your chapters, the good and the bad. And, and maybe there are ones that you don't want to think about ever again. Like you don't want to think about chapters again, put those in God's hands again too, because maybe he'll have you go down memory lane and say, Hey, remember this really hard chapter? Yeah. I was still in that chapter and I carried you through and look, look where you are now. Yeah. It's like about approaching change. Yeah, for sure. It kind of, you know, that saying it's like glass half full or glass half empty, (laughs) Mm -hmm. depending on what you, how you look at it. But I I agree with Maggie, like sit in the sorrow, sit in the grief, allow yourself to fully feel, but recognizing, Hey, this is not who, this is not, does not make who I am up completely in the moment. Your chaotic environment that you're living in doesn't reflect who you are. Yeah, exactly. Like that was so huge for me to say just because I'm in a season of, wow, there's so many ups and downs and things are changing and the the environment that I'm living in just feels so chaotic, like that doesn't directly reflect who I am or who I am in God. Yeah. And it also doesn't reflect God's character. Like yeah. your chaotic environment doesn't reflect 
who God is because God is the cornerstone, the firm foundation like we sing about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, something, I, wow, I have so many thoughts. Like when you guys are talking, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to write this one down so I remember it. But I'll say the first thing that comes to my mind is like beautiful balance. Hmm. Like I think it's really, really hard to balance. And I think that's where we get so stuck in life, you know, of like overappreciating something or underappreciating something. Mm, yeah. Or, like for me, I find myself like obsessing over just one thing and forgetting about everything else. But like I was at church the other week and something that stood out to me like in the sermon was like there's a good balance of letting go but holding on to God and I think when we learn to let go but hold on to God like nothing is wasted and like like how you said like there's a bible verse that talks about like the spirit will bring to you the words Mm -hmm. that you need like in that time yes and so just like trusting God with your life and saying like like, it might be really hard for me right now to walk out of this, God, but, like, I trust who you are. And, like, I trust my experience with you in the past that's, like, going to influence me now in, like, my present. And um, a song that has, like, always, like, encouraged me or, like, has spoke to me is a song called Remember. No way. Really? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> that song was our theme song at Camp Wyanette. Really? And I, I listened to it this song. all last week. All last week. That's crazy. And some of the lyrics are just like, how quickly we forget the power that... Oh, wait. I'll start from the beginning. Sorry. It's like, how quickly we forget the God who lives in every day. How easy to lose sight that you reside in the mundane. Mm. How quickly we forget the power that's running through our veins. The power that empties the grave. And it just talks about, like, remember who you're talking to. Yeah. The God of the universe. Remember, like, remember this is the same God of Abraham and Isaac, and Jacob. It's the same God who left Esther and, mm. like, freed her people. It's the, Like, that is the God that you serve right now. And the other thing that came to my brain, well, m- more like, you know, the spirit moving, um, was this, like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, like, Ecclesiastes 3, when mm, it talks about, like, there's a time for everything. <laughs> yes. And, yes. like, part of, like, some of what it says is, like, there's a time to tear down. There's mm. a time to mend. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time of peace. And then, like, after it goes through all these different, like, time periods, it talks about, like, what do workers gain from their toil? Like, what do we as people of God gain through these hard seasons of life? And then it says, I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Everything beautiful. Like, that hard season. Wow that you're stuck in God has made it beautiful for its time he has also set eternity in the human heart and I think that concept of eternity is that concept of never changing God you know it's like we go through change in this earth and I think if anything sometimes it's like a God purpose plan change but yet we have eternity of the consistency of who God is in our heart and yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to the end we don't know like we don't know what God has in store like all I feel like we're called to do is like hold on to him appreciate where he has led us in the past and appreciate what he's going to do in our future yeah like we are running towards the arms of Jesus yeah go Jerica just (gasps) put her hands up in excitement because the Holy Spirit's moving okay (laughs) so Jerica okay so some Bible verses came to mind and 
Um, side note, after last week's podcast, I got a text from one of my friends and I had referenced him in like last week's podcast about what he had said to me. And he was like, Oh, thanks for the shout out. Well, I'm (laughs) shouting you out again (laughs) because anyways, it it was a, it was a midst. It was like a, it was a place of sorrow and turmoil and fear in my life. And he sent this verse to me. It's in Psalms 139 and it says, even the darkness is as light to him talking about Mm. God even the darkness is as light to him like he will hold your hand he will walk you through and then Isaiah 42 16 says I will lead the blind by ways they have not known along unfamiliar paths I will guide them I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth these are the things I will do I will not forsake them Mm. and Mm. it's like one thing he told me was feelings follow truth kind of like freedom follows you claiming Jesus in that moment over your life out loud, you know, being confident in that. And then another thought I had when like Maggie was talking about, um, sorry, I got distracted, but, um, anyways, about change and stuff. Like I had asked my friend a question a couple weeks ago and I'd shared this with you guys, but I think it's really cool to share with our listeners. Um, And I had asked him just a random question about how he views um, the, the different levels of individuality, spirituality or individual spirituality, like where, how different people are in different situations. Like some person might be up, some person might be down. And he was like, um, the longer he lived, the more comfortable he became in trusting God's mystery. I always want to have childlike wonder. I think when change happens, like we want to sit or we want to try and take control of certain situations, Mm, but it's like having trusting God's mystery and having childlike wonder Mm. is such a freeing thing. Yeah. Trusting God's mystery. And I think when you were just talking about God leading us in unknown paths, Mm. um, I was just thinking about how true it may seem that it's an unknown path to us but that it's known to God. Mm, Like your journey may seem really terrifying because it's unknown. Like what's scary about change? Well, because we don't know what's coming. Like if you think about the deep root of our fear of change, it's because we fear the unknown and we have no control. Yes. Yes. And that verse that you're talking about talks about how we feel blind in those moments where we don't know what's coming. We don't know what's happening. And it reminded me of Deuteronomy 31, 8, where it says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And it's this idea that you may feel blind. You may feel that your path is unknown and that the change that is coming your way or could be coming your way, right? Like you don't know what's coming your way. Those feelings that you have God does not have those feelings. Like the path that is unknown to you is known to God. Um, everything that you're walking, God has walked before you. Right. Um, he, he has, he's not just leading you on something that he's never walked before. Um, he's leading you on your own journey that he has handcrafted for you. And he has walked before you. He knows what's coming. He knows how to hold your hand. He, He's never going to send you through something that he hasn't himself gone through. And I don't know, that's just so comforting to me where 
the path of change that feels unknown and dark to us is a well-worn, known, light path to God. So trust yeah. him with that. Like, trust in his ministry. So trust good. that in your blindness, God is seeing perfectly. And in your lameness, God is walking perfectly. Mm-hmm. And in your unknownness, God is fully known. And you can fully know him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know, just the peace that comes with that, that you your life may seem unknown and terrifying and full of change. But if you remove yourself from your shoes for a minute and try to see it from God's view in your, and obviously in our human brokenness, but try to see it from God's view in that he has handcrafted your journey from the start. And that doesn't mean that he's purposely put hurt and change into your life, but he, he has the final victory in your life and you can trust that he is leading you. You may feel blind, which is terrifying. Oh my goodness. But in that Jesus sees and he walks perfectly because he's walked it by himself before you. And now he is leading you Hmm. on the journey that he's walked. Like how cool is it that we get to literally walk the journey that God walked himself, you know? Maggie, I have something to say. No, it's as simple as Psalms 23 where it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, like if you think about it, we are in the valley of the shadow of death. Like yeah. this earth, like is a sinful place, and like because of that, like I think for myself, I go through like moments of avoidance. Like okay, let me not do this and not do that and do this and do that, so like I won't experience pain or hurt. Like no, you will yeah. experience. Yeah. a lot of pain in life like you will experience a lot of hurt and confusion and chaos and like okay personally I think some people say I don't I'm sure you guys have heard it where it just says God's not going to give you anything that you're not going to be able to handle hmm. no you are going to face stuff in life that you are not going to be able to handle yeah. at all but it's the dependency on God that allows you to work through it. It's like the community that he puts around you. Mm-hmm. It's um, the insight that he gives you. I listened to this other podcast and it was talking about like, like being spiritually poor. And it said in the, like in the beatitude, it's also about like blessed are it's the beatitudes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blessed are those poor in spirit for like whatever they will inherit the earth. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but like blessed are the people that are spiritually poor because you're dependent on God. Like, you know where you're at and like how much that you need God to work in your life. And I think sometimes like for me, it's really easy to be like, well, I don't want to experience change because it's going to be super hurtful and really hard. And like, but if like you're trying to avoid all of those things, it's just going to come and bite you in the butt later on, you know? And I just think like, what you said, Jericho, just press in. Like, yeah, it's super scary. It's super hard. Like, nothing is necessarily going to be easy, but it's like, in the, like, Psalms 23, it just continues to say, like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the dark, like, you go before me. Like, what you said, Katie. Like, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Like, I can't handle this, but God, you're going to comfort me. Yeah. You know, like, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Like I feel like we're surrounded, you know, by a lot of chaos and, and it's hard, but like, like Jesus has us 
And I think just, yeah. like, leaning into that, knowing that you are going to experience a lot of hard stuff and their change is not going to be anything easy. Like, God has it in his hands. Yeah. As you were talking about that, I was thinking about the story in the Bible where Jacob wrestles with God. Mm-hmm. And he, like, clings onto him and begs for his blessing. And I don't know, like... When we literally, it says here, like Jacob has wrestled his whole life and he has used tricks every time, but now there are no tricks. He just holds on to God and won't let go hmm. because he wants that blessing and he won't let go. And it's like, I don't know. That's, that's all you can do sometimes. Yeah. Like God will come down to you and start wrestling with you because that's how much he cares. And I think there's beauty in when you have no idea what's going on you take it to God even. And you're like, God, I'm wrestling with this. I literally, like, change is going on. I'm freaking out. Nothing's going my way. It's horrible, but I'm just going to cling on to you. And he will hold you until he gives that blessing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) One other thing. So when we were on retreat, me and Katie, like, that was what Pastor Joseph was talking about, was, like, just, like, clinging on to Jesus, like, like how he was like, I will not leave until you bless me. And then I was like, okay, let me read this first. Like, let me read this story for myself. Right. And it talks about how Jacob was like, knew that he was about to see his brother. And so he put like all of his family in front of him mm-hmm. so that like he would know if they were getting killed off, like before he would see his brother. <laughs> so right? selfless. <laughs> but then he meets with God, right. Mm-hmm. And he has this experience with God. And then following that he's like no I'm gonna go first and my family's gonna follow me and I'm and I think it's just like and I just really felt like God was like Maggie like when you have an absence of my presence in your life you put fear first like you put those fear mechanisms up avoidance like just all of the things you put it first to protect yourself you know but it's like when you meet with me like when I have blessed you you know like you have the like like I put the ability in you to face something head on mm. and I just think that's the power of God it's like yeah. saying like yeah change is going to be super hard but I'm going to like give you the strength and the ability to face it head on and not put all of those walls or those like wa- yeah barriers up to protect yourself mm. yeah in the form of other people right for that example. yes yeah 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 well well friends um if you have been listening all the way to this point, uh, we hope you were blessed. Uh, we were talking just the three of us before we started recording, and we just sat here in awe saying, wow, God, you are so good. And we just recognized that this podcast is not ours. Um, we genuinely pray uh, all of the time that God would bless you through this Um And if you relate to any of us that you are in a season of really scary change, Um, maybe you're about to graduate college and you have no idea where you're going to be working or who your support crew is going to be or where your family will be next year, Um, or maybe you are someone who knows what a before and after in life is like, a before, uh, a really life-changing event, and then an after Whatever change you are facing in this moment, um, my heart just prays that you would feel God's presence uh, surrounding you, holding you, loving you, carrying you. Um, We just pray that 
you are able to trust that God has walked the path in front of you uh, before you have even thought about where you are headed or where you are going. Jesus was already there uh, preparing a walk and a place for you. Um, So we just believe in the power of a blessing. Uh, We believe that God wants to bless us abundantly. And so I'm going to read a blessing to end this podcast over you. And um, I just invite you to let God um, lay his hands over you and give you peace and give you courage to continue walking in your season of change. So this is a written blessing by Kate Bowler. It says, Blessed are you, dear one, when the world around you has changed. Everything is different now. Your body, your age, your relationships, your job, your faith, the things that once brought you joy, the way you exist in the world, the people you love and trust and rely on. Things have changed, and it would be silly to imagine you haven't changed with them. You are not who you once were. Bless that old self. They did such a great job with what they knew. They made you who you were, all the mistakes and heartbreak and naivety and courage. And blessed are you who you are now. You aren't you who aren't pretending things are the same, who continue to grow and stretch and show up to your life as it really is, wholehearted, vulnerable, and maybe a little afraid. So blessed are we, the changed. <laughs>